Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Liliana Velasquez. Buenas tardes. <laughs> Buenas tardes. I'm so happy to have you on. I was just complaining. Not complaining. I really love the last guests that we've had on the podcast. Me. <laughs> me. But I feel like there's been a, uh, a notable lack of filth. And so I'm really glad. That <laughs> so I've been summoned. You've been summoned. <laughs> no, you were like, bitch, I want to be on again. Wanna, I'm like, I want you on. We want somebody shameless. <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm like, I should be a real occurring character on this podcast and i completely oh, agree with you be like once a month with liliana it's like a cleanse it's like a cleanse but the other way but around the, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yeah. cleanse, but the opposite but it's like the, the adults only cleanse because not everyone can go deep dark and filthy like we can true 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 i mean mm. at some point what else is there I think that's all there I is. I think that's what happens right? when you turn 44. You're just like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> like, Where did those years go? I, uh, I jumped from 30, 34 oh. to 40. All Your that t- shame is gone. You said 44? 44, baby. So we're 10 years. Oh, no, I turn 35 in a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You're within my limit. Oh, <laughs> finger me. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we were talking a little bit uh, about our dating stuff as we were making coffee before we started recording. And consent. And consent. Consent. You know, what, one thing that blows my mind about consent is that people think that because you said yes last night, it's yes to no more. Like, oh. like every fucking time takes new consent. Absolutely. And like maybe yesterday I wanted you to bite my neck really hard and leave a few bruises on me and then today i don't want your teeth anywhere near me or your cock or your face yeah exactly it's like it's but it's also for each you know it doesn't have to be this may i can i but it's like you need to see when someone doesn't want something you're you're in their personal space there's only one person in it exactly there are there are boundaries for everything in every moment and yeah whether it's the next morning but whether it's like no, I don't want it up my ass like, now. Like what headspace you have? Like, Ex- exactly. exactly, exactly. Like maybe I want to suck your dick instead of having it in my pussy or my ass. Like maybe I don't want it anywhere near me. And yeah. you can jerk off in a fucking corner for all I care. Yeah, exactly. And but like, yeah, it's um, yeah. So you had an interesting. You had a crazy. Do you want to talk about the crazy? Um, oh, I just I just find it weird that people think that they can do things and then blame humor. No. Like, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, oh, I was just making a joke. And you're like, I thought you were a comedian. Yeah. And it's like that. What? What? I'm at in high school. Like what you just did is a childish joke. And it's a, actually, if anything, it's a prank. Yeah. And somebody put hot sauce in my mouth after I had said, I don't want any hot sauce. Yeah, and you love hot sauce, and so I it's, do. And the thing is, you can love hot sauce, but not want but someone to put it in your fucking mouth. I don't want mouth. somebody to kiss me with hot sauce in their mouth and then think it's funny. Especially after they tell me as a joke, and I'm like, no, that is not a good idea. Do not do that. And then they do that, and then when I get upset, they're like, why are you overreacting? Overreacting? You just physically force something down my throat that I did not want. Yeah. And that I clearly said no to. Yeah. So now your dick is nowhere in the picture anymore because... What do you want me to blow you, give you a blowjob with hot sauce? You should have just pulled his... No, you shouldn't have done anything, but like you could have just pulled his dick out and been like, oh yeah, you wanted to put it there? I'm going to put it there. Feel this. Yeah. No, my anger level just rose instantly. Absolutely. I was just like, he's like, why are you so angry? You're overreacting. And I'm like, am I? Am I? Yeah. Or did I clearly say no to something? And then yeah. you violated my body. Yeah. And he's like, you were being... You're exaggerating. I'm like, I'm not exaggerating. You no. forced... A liquid down my throat that I did not want. That's a violation. Absolutely. I've been I've been violated uh, not that much in the last six months, but uh, in the last six months, yeah, let's narrow it down. But I did have um, 
One, one more like white bread kind of violation. I uh, was running a show and uh, this guy in the audience, this older guy, when I sat him down, they arrived late and I was like trying to start the show. They arrived late and this older, um, doesn't matter where he's from, Norway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sit them down and he's with his family. And he, as I'm like, okay, so we're going to start the show. You can you know register here, blah, blah, blah. He, touch, he pats my ass. Whoa. And I was like, ah, don't do that again again and then when i came back at the break checking on how everyone was going he touched my ass again, again? and i was like do not like do not touch do not touch me like that and uh and i was quite like mm, it was one of those you know i'm, I'm the host i'm the oh, this is the, the moment door. where you want a bouncer though it's like no to- i don't totally. care that you're here with your whole family no you're not getting your money back no get the fuck out but i didn't have i didn't have like it was too much like i was you know one woman running yeah, of uh, you know there were like trying to keep 30 the people and the rest of the people and- exactly and to and whenever there is a moment where you need to kick someone out there's a huge energy shift and i was like Scandinavian donations, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, but it's but it's not worth it. It's I know just it's not worth not. it in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And then when he was uh, when his family and him were leaving, uh, I was saying why not at the even door. ask his wife and be like, "Yo, you okay with him non-consensually grabbing other people's asses?" I mean, at a certain point, you have to use your platform. I I, I make did, a joke out of it on stage. Yeah, and I, like, did, I did this actually. Person. Yeah, I did actually. He thinks refer it's okay to, it. to grab my ass. Yeah. I I referred to it on stage, but I also don't think their English was that Doesn't good matter. to know what they was know happening. Shame. And then as he was leaving, he did it again. He went, he went, I was like, all right, so, you know, you're not touching me, but it was nice to see you. And he went in for a hug and I was like, mm, and then he did it again. And I was like, Why okay, you-, you need to not, like, you need to that not. That is disgusting. It was. It's also when you need to like throw an elbow and be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were so close. Yeah. You know, like there's things that you have to do to also, est- est- like I would jab him. I would, I would have probably not like punched him in the sense that I'm like throwing a punch. Yeah. But I definitely would have made a physical reaction that would have hurt and been and then i would have acted stupid yeah like, oh, didn't realize you were so close i felt so ill-equipped because- like i felt and the thing is it really knocked my sense like and the fucked up thing is uh is that afterwards i now like and then there's this sense of shame that i didn't react in a way to protect myself you know what i mean like i didn't react and so then there's this double thing of like i was violated it's also like not even enough money like you're getting a 10 euro donation and the guy mm. groped your ass three times in front of his wife and kids yeah like he's teaching his kids that his, yeah. his wife is obviously desensitized yeah yeah absolutely and it's just the norm and probably on Valium just to deal with him (laughs) I hope she is you know how many people are on Valium that we're not aware of I think Uh, a lot of people (laughs) in Berlin yeah Although it is hard it's to get Valium prescription drugs. or the other one. What's the, the one uh, for ADHD? Uh, Ritalin. Yeah, so they're either on Valium or Ritalin, but it's pretty obvious they're on that shit. Right? I don't know. Like, I, Val- It's crazy how strong Valium is. Like, the only times I've ever taken Valium, they it has knocked me. Like, I've had to throw I, I'm up. I'm not I've good been, with Valium. I can't do Valium. No, it, it stays in my system too long. And, and then I just, like, sit places and stare in the, into the nothingness with that one solitary teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't do it. Like, prescription drugs for me... I had a period where I was taking Tremadol, which is like uh, two tiers below morphine, because uh, my brother got a bunch of these prescription drugs. <laughs> I had no reason. I didn't have an accident. Didn't fall off my bike. No, no, my, my my brother did. He my brother had acute lower back pain, and um, and so this doctor prescribed him like so much this of the. A, this is in Australia. This is Australia. Yeah, it's classic Australia. Yeah. So many drugs, and so then we just partied with these drugs. Like we would get drunk and then take these drugs, but it was like. 
it knocked me around and I would pretty much always uh, throw up. and throw up and things. I would throw also up every time. Yeah. Every time. And uh, it got to the point where That's I was like, this is very much like does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <No>. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Feel better now. But yeah, that was my period of doing um, doing uh, prescription drugs. And I actually think prescription drugs are more dangerous. I find anything with farmers. I do agree. I'm not yeah. very big on like it, when I did go to therapy, the doctor once tried to recommend some pills and I was like, no, I need a new doctor. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like there, like no, I, I don't, I don't look. There are some people who need prescription drugs. Like psych- psychiatry exists for some things, maybe as a first step Definitely. to be able to look it, to be able to just get a break from the emotions and like rationalize some. Like if you want to just deaden yourself so you can, you can look at what you want to do, and then that allows you to start processing stuff. By deaden, that was maybe a bit too strong. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I understand that that sometimes a necessary like step. Towards and there's processing. Different, there's different. There is definitely okay. So there are different levels of trauma and pain mm. and psychological wiring in your yeah. brain and things that function. But not every. It's it's just so weird how the high percentage of of what people consider that the norm to be. Mm. You know. So before they try to get into better physical shape or go to the gym or take a yoga class or. They're just like, give me the pills. Totally. And, and it's not give me the pills. The doctors are like, here, take this. Yeah. You know, including I think Germany's good for is, that. Yeah, it doesn't, Germany's much Germany's better. really like, how about some paracetamol? But I, think I don't know what that accent was. But I think thing that I find awkward with like gender... Um, reassignment. Reassignment. How early on people are getting on all this medication. I agree and with I this. And I feel that it's like the plastic surgery industry is yes. selling it more. And they're not really caring about the long-term you know, like truth about a person's shell. My body is a yeah. shell. Yeah. And my gender association definitely is feminine for myself, but I've had many moments in my life where I've been hypermasculine. Yep. And I've had moments in my life where I haven't liked my tits or I haven't liked, you know, mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and I and I completely relate to this. I have like I feel very, very masculine at times. I feel very manly and I uh and I, I, in terms of the spectrum of sexuality and then how I identify with my body, um, I, I've had moments where I don't like my tits as well, but I, well, like you, that's about it really. Yeah. And, then, and then obviously and there's some aesthetic stuff. And it's mostly because society stuff. has said things, not because I don't like them. Totally. It's because there's like, you know, like all the you know, pressure to have this cleavage that's like up your nose. Yeah. And, and just like beauty standards across the media of yeah. women. And it's like, okay, so maybe my body is meh. But I, I agree. I think it's a... I think people are scared about talking about this. I'm certainly scared about talking about it, but definitely the speed with which someone can get a, um, like a sexual reassignment and then, uh, just the the hormones, hormones. dude, hormones are so like I was talking, we don't even know our natural hormones and where they're going. And then you're adding additional hormones to that. Like this is why contraception, it's insane how much hormonal contraception is pushed, but then also hormonal treatment for uh, gender, sexual reassignment. Get a vasectomy. vasectomy. Yeah. If you you don't want, yeah. Okay. That's it. We're we're dancing all over here. I love vasectomies. I want to talk about them more. I love vasectomies. I need a t-shirt that says, I love love vasectomies. Dude, let's make them. Let's do it. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I need to 
make some new, like merch. <laughs> anyway, I um I created for startup stand up the show that Dragos runs where you pitch a startup idea. I had an idea for how to promote vasectomies. I love uh, and then oh my god. But um speaking of it's it's a really scare like the talking about any like trans um issues yeah, it's a is sensitive extremely issue. sensitive. But I do like I read somewhere I heard some statistic regarding like uh the levels of people that are levels of depression and suicide rates um pre yeah. pre transition and then post mm. and then looking further along often even post transition there's like maybe the first Something, couple of years are good but then yeah. those core issues are you still you change there yeah you and you're not addressing that your shell is your shell yeah. so like for me a big part of of gender uh, conversations have to do with colonization. Mm-hmm. So if we look back at when there was already five genders before in, in indigenous tribes, there yeah. was no plastic surgery. And yeah. the people dressed according to how they felt. Yeah. And the wardrobe yeah. became their like armor to mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. which let you know, or the makeup, you know, like the, the hair, the makeup and the, and the wardrobe. And it was accepted because there were more variables. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, colonization came through and the religion stuff. And then they just like male, female, bum, 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 Religion bum. is really religion, where... Religion, colonization, both and pa- of them. Because, yeah. because a lot of the colonization also killed off the more intelligent leaders in tribes so that, so that people would follow suit. Absolutely. Which stops the stories and the respect and, mm-hmm. you know, and then fear. So, but back then, if we're trying to go back to that, when we keep saying, you know, five genders and all mm-hmm. this then we have to start going back also to more natural remedies of life and more yeah. communication and hugs and like a therapy of self-acceptance of, of self-acceptance yeah. and knowing that you might feel like a woman in a man's body and that that's good and you are a woman then and mm-hmm. accept it mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to cut off the pieces that are with you yeah maybe there's other ways and maybe if then mm-hmm. after much of these other conversations and now you're in your late 20s or early 30s and you're mm-hmm. like i still want to cut that shit off mm-hmm. go for it bitch yeah cut it off for sure but to start cutting off parts of your body at mm-hmm. 18 19 is really young i don't even know who i was back then Me compared neither. to who i am now and i'm so glad i never got fake tits yeah right Right. Okay. Let's talk about. Um, so, uh, jumping into a slightly less um, scary topic. Not to <laughs> a recording. I'm back. But in, <laughs> but in terms of like, because um, I am starting to feel like, okay, in Berlin, I'm. All, I always seem to seldom have I been with a man that is older than me, oh, and I tend. Wow. To, You're not missing out on anything <laughs> <laughs> other than money. Money. Um, but I tend to like I always tend to and it's and I'm not looking for it but I seem to uh, end up with younger men not extremely younger like the well, we're very youngest. youthful women we are youthful we are also and we work in comedy so we meet like fucking young people we meet young people who are out at night and so it, it, it is a very different um, kind of community that we're exposed to but uh, I've been around a few much younger men and the, yeah like like there are 24 year olds 27 year olds like um, I love cross dressers Okay. I love them. I've fallen in love in my life with three cross-dressers. I love cross-dressers too, but often they're too crazy for me in the end. They're too unstable emotionally. But this is part of that whole thing <laughs> yeah. where the gender comes into play behind closed doors and mm-hmm. in, in society. I mean more like drug use and uh, lifestyle and their ability to like hold me as well as hold themselves because they... Yeah, no, any, I mean, I agree. When there's I'm drug use, that's a different story because I and, find yeah. that... 
That's and, how you get ghosted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Okay, hold on. Let's quickly, I want to quickly go into um, uh, plastic surgery because it, I'm starting to feel quite uh, aware of my aging. Because oh, yes, people are right like, here. oh my God, right you here. look you look so young. You look so young. Like I've had several guys recently when they find my, found out my age, they go, well done. Or like, or like, like what? Like you look so young. Yeah. Like how are you, thirty-four? But then uh, the then next you morning, that I'll be twenty-two. <laughs> then I'll be looking at myself in the morning after like I'm looking at their you know wrinkle-free faces uh, before I get out of bed, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I can see wrinkles, man. I can see that I'm thirty-four, and so I'm like, yeah, but we can see our own aging because we hmm. still like in my imagination when I close my eyes, I still look a certain way. Mm. That's just where my brain goes. Yeah. What, what's the age that you look? I'm like, like 24. Yeah. I've got, I'm, I'm like 27. That's yeah. In somewhere my, in between there, but yeah. I'm definitely below 30. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. But now, and I feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, Ooh, oh, so 44. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, 44. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, I'm like, hello, almost 35. So like, um, there was a woman at one of my shows who, uh, she was like, I don't know, 36 or something. And I just made the comment, did I deeply mean it? I don't know. But she said like 38 and I was like, oh, you look young. And she was like, Botox. She was like, highly recommended. Scary as Get fuck. It, the poison, younger just you put poison are. in my body. I've seen women with Botox mm-hmm. and they were young, mm-hmm. like young. And, and I remember looking at my friend and being like, what's wrong with this woman's face? <laughs> and she was like, oh, you know, and, and that's another social class symbol because how mm. expensive is it? Right. I was looking into it. So this is how, this is how, cause I was like, apparently, cause there's Botox, but then there's also like a, did got, my milk go bad? No. From the bottom of my oh, that's bits of chunky, like at half a milk. That's not bad. That's bits of chunky. That's bits of chunky. <laughs> like, that's how to console someone's concerns about <laughs> my milk go bad. Oh no, not at all. That's just bits of chunky. <laughs> I want my gynecologist to say that too. Oh no, no, that's fine. That's just bits of chunky. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, no. Have you not had at the bottom of um an oat milk carton that um there's like clumps of the clumps? It's less chunky. Yeah, you know it's it like, happens. It happens. But it's not bad. Uh-huh. I drank this milk this morning. Uh-huh. It's not bad. I opened it like three days ago. It's not bad. I, dr- I, like, I chew on that stuff and it tastes good. I promise you. You are so Australian. <laughs> that is really just a white bitch thing. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I love how you had to make it about being white, you know? Of course it's a, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, like, I'll take the cheer off. So you might as well say you're vegan. I mean, that's just pizza chunky. No, but like it's good chunky. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I'll say that's like, the next time I just, have lemon in my throat. I should have shaken it more, but it's like, it's just the sediment at the bottom because I, I finished the milk off. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop defending my oat milk. There's nothing wrong with it. I promise you. Chew it. <laughs> just as you were swallowing. I will drink. I will, I will. It was delicious. I loved it. I finished okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, but, I think I left the chunky though. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, you know, it's more of an Australian thing. Um, so I, uh, I looked into it. There's Botox, but there's also like this hydro, uh, allure. there's a, there's a thing that your body naturally produces and it's like a natural human thing and your body uh, receives it better. And so I was like, and you lose so, it with age. <laughs> yeah. But you have to get the, it's like, they only last like, uh, these injections only last like nine months and then you have to do it again but they look they do so they look they look like aliens you know like they just like frozen mm. face I, I I like the electric shock treatment stuff okay you know like the light stuff uh-huh. and the, does that what does that do 
I think, I don't know, brings blood circulation to your... I don't know what it does. My friend does all this shit. Okay. Shit. You can't just slap your face. Just, <laughs> <laughs> As you knock the microphone filter. Uh, um, yeah, so I actually looked into it because I was like, all right, I could get... Like, if I'm wanting to spend money... Like, I, I think tattoos are very aesthetic, for example. Like, Yeah, I love I love spending money on tattoos. So, for, But if I was thinking, like, okay, I'd spend money on a tattoo. Why wouldn't I spend it on making my face look like everybody else's younger see but the tattoos are very a few of like the lip line like the lip i'm getting like these uh like tiny little lines above my lips from smoking it's not from smoking it's also from fucking straws or i noticed that like i hold my blow jobs <laughs> yes, well, I would say it's more like on the on the on the um oh, what cosmetic surgeon's thing. It says smokers lines. I'm like fuck you. It's why not don't you I smoke. do face yoga? You're okay. one of those ladies that's like mm-hmm. ah, I do, mm-hmm. and I've, I've I've realized that I actually do tense my upper lip in different situations. So I've become aware of that. I'm trying to relax my upper lip more, and I've also put a lot of effort into like relaxing my brow area because I've got like a strong anger. Like, but like vertical... face yoga is not about relaxing your brow, but activating other muscles. Okay, so lift. they support. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> like looks like I mean... you're just creating more wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then I also just want to be like, like my mom hasn't had any surgery done at all. And, you know, she looks good. I like the natural aging too. I mean. Yeah. It's just, there's a part of me that like, we, you know, we, we're doing this thing where we're like, you know, I think it's important. Our face is our selling point. Our face is our selling yeah. point. And that's, that's a bit, and I'm starting to. I'm going to start using feel. my ass. I, I would love to start using my ass, but that's, you know, that's also going to be dropping soon. Like I, I work on my ass. I, I guess I just. Yeah, I, I guess I want to find natural ways to, and you know, I moisturize and people say I look young, but I just feel like I'm going to get to like 39 and it's going to be like, whew. Yeah, and you're know. white. And I'm white. <laughs> My mom has aged really well. Well, so. then you're going to age well. And yeah. you eat well and you have a super healthy lifestyle and you ride your bike everywhere. And... I do, I do. I have been smoking a little bit and I do take some drugs at the moment. Yeah, but I mean. But, you know. That's all like it's full seasonal. On healthy it's seasonal. Is also kind of like full on like, oh God, those people bore me. Yeah, and I also I don't like setting up um like these sort of oppositions in me, like I'm I'm withholding, you know, this fun from I think, myself. I so think at a certain everything point, in balance. Like after you know, you're in your thirties. I mean, if you don't have a balance of consumption, then you have a problem. Yeah. Totally. Like if you didn't learn how to not be an addict by now, yeah. then oh. you're an addict. <laughs> Tobacco, however, is one of those things that I do need to just stigmatize in my brain so solidly yeah. that I don't I don't do I don't it, see but... you smoking that much though. Like, I don't I smoke mean, that much. Yeah, but... I smoke tobacco when I'm drunk, and I prefer not to. But um, yeah. Berlin does have bars that are smoky, oh, yeah. and there's a moment where it's like better to have a cigarette in your hand than just like breathe all that tobacco. Exactly. It's like <laughs> let me get it firsthand. Yeah, you know what I mean? right. that's what we're doing. It's yeah. the healthy alternative to passive smoking. Um, <laughs> but uh, my issue is I only I only smoke cigarettes during the day if I end up getting tobacco. I smoke when I'm out, but the, I get to this point where like I need to completely I need to be black and white with tobacco. Yeah, because like, otherwise that's why it just I also have like a, a little pipe on me all the time, and people think it's like a crack pipe, and it's not it's a weed pipe yeah. but i don't want to smoke the tobacco that everybody yeah. rolls joints here with tobacco yeah. and yeah. and to me ugh, yuck i hate it i think i have to be horrible. really drunk already to want that because it changes my heart rate and my brain it's so unhealthy i just need to read the book again anyway that's what enough book? on me smoking the book alan alan carr's easy way to stop smoking mm. i've i've read it maybe now i'd say like eight eight times seems like it works it does <laughs> 
It does. The issue is, and I want to just blame Berlin and I want to blame my lifestyle. Let's blame Berlin. But you know what I really blame? I blame it on when I end up hooking up with someone that smokes. That too. It's that. Not and too. so when I hook up with someone that smokes, then I'm immediately like, no, no, I won't smoke. And then, mm. you know, days later I'll be like, ah, I want a cigarette. And then when I'm with them, I'll end up smoking. And mm. then... And then it just like, uh, and then like, if it's not working out with them, that I want to smoke because it reminds me of them. Yeah, <laughs> like I have a love. I have a lover that drops off like he hides cigarettes around my house. And there are nights when I'm home alone and I've had a few wines or something, and I'm like, where are those hidden cigarettes? <laughs> and I go through the whole apartment like, fuck, I smoked them all already. <laughs> and I don't even like cigarettes, but, that's but it's the, that that's like joy of that little hidden cigarette. It thing. reminds me of my mom too, because mm-hmm. she used to hide the cigarettes from my dad so he wouldn't smoke so much. And so she would come down with like one or two cigarettes like, here, honey, I saved these for you. Oh, and wow. they were stale as Ooh, fuck. But yeah. it's just like the gesture. Non-smokers like, don't get how stale <laughs> oh, oh god uh, but that's the one thing that's the one thing that I get uh, and the main reason why I always stop smoking tobacco is vanity because of my teeth and my skin I'm like I want my teeth it's and true. my skin to be good it's and true. I know that when I smoke it, they, they're not exactly and it's also there is an energetic thing and the skin thing. is like really obvious like mm, yeah. wow yeah. yeah so anyway that's, but I don't uh, feel that weed does that uh, I will not smoke weed ever again what happened I, what happened? I I that's something that I also find really hard to. I will admit, weed is uh, the one drug that I will smoke at every point if I'm smoking. Mm. I don't have any like because when I'm smoking weed, weed makes everything better. Mm. I enjoy how my brain works. I enjoy how I interact with people. I enjoy just existence, and that's why it's so dangerous for me. Because for me, everything is improved by weed, so it becomes a total dependency. Mm. See, okay, well, wow. Yeah. yeah, I tend to smoke small amounts of weed all day. <laughs> it sounds like you're the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but when I don't have it, I don't miss it. When I don't have weed, like if I don't, if I go travel to a country where there's, you know, not that there's no weed, but mm. the danger is to smoke, mm-hmm. or I don't miss it at all. When I go visit my family at home, because they don't smoke, I don't miss it at all. I mean, I'm just like, whatever, give me more coffee. I hate you. <laughs> I'm See, fine. I don't, I don't miss anything. I hate you. Yeah, I don't like when I would visit my family in London when I was smoking weed all the time. I wouldn't miss it, but then I'd come back to Berlin and be like that first joint, oh. and I'd be like, and so there was this whole yeah. And I did. I didn't like how you know every like for example even performing comedy it would be like I would not smoke before my performance. Sometimes I would, but like I, I did would notice be, a difference with myself when I smoked before. Oh, and, dude, and, it cha- and I shouldn't. And, you, and, it's and I so try much not to. I, I made a mistake recently where I smoked like before going on stage, and I was just so slow in my connections. Totally. And then there's also the self doubt, like the the not quite like you start Did getting introspective. Exactly. <laughs> this introspection. This yeah. But the problem is there's the setup of when you are smoking weed all the time, and then you don't smoke before a performance, then you almost resent the performance because you can't you couldn't smoke. Like you're no, like you're kind of waiting, and then you're like ah now I can smoke, and yeah. it's like I don't. Want to be desperate to get off stage so I can, and yeah. it wasn't that I, not that I was desperate, but it's like it, it yeah, it created this whole you know, uh, yeah. wanting it more because I couldn't. I guess I like, I guess I kind of would say I smoke like and I have my breakfast and I have a little bit of a, a, a smoke, mm. and then I don't really smoke again until evening, mm-hmm. if, especially mm-hmm. if I'm taking care of kids or stuff. And totally. Well, even when I worked at the kita, yeah, at the kindergarten, I would. Uh, There's no reason in the morning, but then it took me an hour to get this. Right. So exactly. I was, I was so by the time I get there, I'm fine. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And then I really don't smoke until after my set. 
you know, mm-hmm. and when I do, mm-hmm. it's because I ran into people, something happened, I got into like this like you know almost vacation mode yeah. mentality, and then I fuck up my set. It happens. It happens. But yeah, I'm gonna. I think um, I'm thinking of doing a sober November. Mm. Well, sober two weeks. Uh, my birthday's on the 17th, so I think I'm so gonna after that. Like, well, I'll be sober until that. Oh, I'm thinking I'm gonna do like, like you know, have have October and then do a two week complete like. And, and really make sure I've, I've stopped cigarettes completely by then and then maintain that and then oh, have right. then have a fun old blowout for my birthday. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a solid plan. I'm uh, yeah. So should we talk about ghosting and dating? Oh, my God. Why not? It's the thing that people do. Oh, I know. Right. It's the new in. So you mentioned mm? I hate I have abandonment issues and I am mm-hmm. so triggered by ghosters. Triggered, but like triggered to the point where I become an asshole and I don't respect your boundaries. Yeah, that's uh, a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's proper tri- triggering. <clears throat> I um, like, I, I want to have a fight with you mm-hmm. where we obviously say we're never going to see each other again. You piece of shit. Yeah. Then like what happened? What? Mm. Hello. <laughs> I, I'm in this. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to save this for this chat. I'm in this new place right now that I've never been in before. Uh, where are you talking I'm... about your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> we are in my new apartment, and uh, the trees are magnificent. It's amazing. I feel like I'm in a fish tank. It's so like I feel like I'm in a holiday house all the yeah. time. It's really, it's really yeah, nice. I love it. Um, but uh, aside from my new apartment, psychologically, I feel like I got so damaged in at the start of this year with this guy that I like, kind of, you know, like I totally fell for, and then like he broke it off real quick. And then like, other dates where I just like, they just like, just want to be friends, just want to be friends. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And then with my housemates, basically um, not trusting me all of a sudden and, uh, and me feeling like they, you know, real like they did not accept who I am and didn't like it. We're, and at the Vigay? At the Vigay. Oh. And then That also, was weird because you oh, were there for a while. Dude, that was so fucked up. It was that that's a massive trauma. I'm still like I I'm was sorry. riding thank you. I was I was riding past the house, um like near the house the other day. Like every time I think about my ex housemate I break like I accidentally break something. Oh. That's symbolic. It's really it's really symbolic. And then as I was riding past uh, near the apartment the other day, I was riding on my bike and I was like, Anna, like you're good. And I've started doing something. Um, <laughs> I've started doing something that's really powerful that I've needed to do a mantra. this year. It's kind of a mantra. It's really basic. Mm-hmm. I just say out loud to myself, I love you, Anna. It's a mantra. It's a mantra. <laughs> and I, and I, and it, fuck, like it still makes me teary. Like when oh. I hear it and, and it's so sad, but it's like, I haven't, I haven't been in a love dynamic for, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. Oh. <laughs> but like having your pa- parents say it is very different to, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To that. And so as I was riding past the house, I was like, okay, like you're on a bike, there's traffic, like, like be present. And I said like, and I love you, Anna. And, and I was fine, but it's like, I, I still feel quite um, damaged Her. from yeah, this big because you had situation. a community and you had a family dynamic yeah and just, and we give a lot of ourselves you know yeah and, and, and relationships aren't just about the ones that you fuck like relationships no, are, are this was my chosen community like like yeah. this this ex-housemate she was my family i felt like there was there was so much love there and i felt like there was and such a bond because you were there for the pandemic too so. yeah well we got this new housemate in and um and it didn't it didn't, wasn't working with her and she had a lot of problems with how much noise i made during the days uh with my during podcast. the days yeah 
Before 10 p.m., she thought um, my level of noise was oppressive. She called me oppressive. An, an oppressor. Wow. Where is she from? Italy. Mm, interesting. Queer, um, uh, artist, uh, very engaged in political uh, activism. And, uh, and yeah. And, and all of those things are, those are my, like, I am with all of those things, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, but she saw me as not part of those things because I do comedy. Because and because you like dick. I like dick. Although she identifies as bisexual. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you, but she said that she is triggered by male voices when I was doing my oh, podcast. Oh, she's triggered by, well, how does she live life? Exactly. Like there's why, male voices everywhere. And that's why. A, that's a bit of a, like, yeah. you are a, a snowflake and you need some therapy. Mm-hmm. And she, and yeah. And it's I mean, like, why so are you living in a, a share how does she like go to the supermarket totally it was there was a lot of i think there was a lot of um like power maneuvering in that dynamic and then i feel like these are people who haven't really dealt with real trauma and i'm not trying to dismiss whatever Mm because i don't know who she is but Mm -hmm. it's like there's certain things where you realize where privileged people have opinions versus Mm -hmm. just using the word triggered and the thing is she she does like um this new housemate does like co-counseling and she does and like i would hear her like screaming and crying in her room at like nine in the morning doing her therapy sessions and i would just see her afterwards and i would see her i'd be like you okay like everything and it was like it was horrible like if i had someone over it would be like what is And she would do all of these other oh, noises. Oh, she was doing like, like uh, what is it? Uh, five drums dance movement. It's like oh. where you like release all the hour Yeah, it was like primal screaming. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I was like, okay, she's doing her thing. But she found my doing online comedy before 10 p.m., me recording podcasts for a couple of hours. She found that the issue. And for her to People come have out, a problem. Like I, I have to say... People have a problem with comedians. Yeah. She had a real problem with me. Yeah. And and we're strong women comedians mm-hmm. that are also very she-her dynamic, mm-hmm. holding their own amongst a very macho industry. Yeah. And I don't think they see that. I don't think a lot of people, they, a lot of the like, you know. They're just like, oh, you're just making dick jokes. And oh, you make fun of this and you make fun of this. And it's like, do you want me to break down the complexity of my joke structure here? Or would and you see like the to messages like I'm actually saying? the full hour and, yeah. and understand that you can't just dissect one sentence from my bit. And exactly. Think- and, oh, sorry, I used the word. So I've got this joke where I talk about my housemates during the pandemic. One got pregnant and then the other one started going through menopause. And then I. Ex- and they're women. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but she like the feedback from my old housemate was, oh, Anna, when you explain what um, what menopause is, like, firstly, I think it's too private that you're saying this. And I'm like, I don't say your name. Nobody I've lived knows with who many, you are. I've lived with many lesbians. Nobody knows who you are. And no actually, and, and we need to talk about menopause more. We need to talk Ex- about abortions more. Exactly. We need to talk about sex workers' rights more. We need exactly. to talk about human rights. It's like, you, do, like in, in criticizing... Why is menopause in, embarrassing? In criticizing me saying this stuff on stage, even though there's Just no direct women. connection to you, you are actually, you're actually um, like opposing an education that I'm trying to give to people about what the fuck menopause is. Yeah. And, and, and and there are people in audiences who do not know. And then on top of it, I'm making, so I use the, in the description of what menopause is, I use the term woman and man. And she's like, and also I think, you know, this, this old housemate, my family housemate, she was like, and you know, you don't use inclusive language. 
I try my best. How about that? <laughs> but it's also like... But I'm making a conversation about what happens biologically inside of a woman's body. Exactly. Which men don't go through menopause. Men go through hair loss. Exactly. <laughs> but it's also just like... The, so I, I believe that the breakdown of my veggie, uh, my share house situation came at, with this joke. And it started with this joke mm. and then having an issue with that. And then me and being loud. And then they loud. just stick to that too. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, do you not see all of me? Do but, you really not see all of me? And yeah, and really, they, they didn't. Like they the thing is, my old to. house... Mate, I, I really felt like she saw me. This new housemate had this very clear cut idea of what she a, thought of a, me. A little gang. And then I was working 40 hours a week, uh, but like needing to commute as well. So I was away for 50 hours a week and they both were doing home office. And so this new housemate just got in there and just started planting these seeds of like, you can't trust Anna. Anna isn't, you know, politically active or we're going to demonstrations and Anna just stays and like, you know, writes jokes. She's not supporting the, the female cause. It's like, you don't know what the fuck I'm doing to try and promote an understanding of women's women rights and sexual freedom and fuck you. Yeah. I, I think that people also don't really understand that comedians also need a safe space to yeah. develop their jokes oh, and to dude. work on some really difficult subjects. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, to have a conversation about why my joke might lead you in the wrong emotions or trigger something has to be a conversation where you're not judging me, but a conversation mm-hmm. where you're letting me understand you mm-hmm. and hopefully mm-hmm. enlightening me into another path or another way of saying something. Totally. But you can't just come up to me and be like, I hate your joke and you're not an activist. And it's like, wait yeah. a second. I've been I've been defending bisexuality since I was 14 years old in Miami, exactly. Florida in 1980-something. Exactly. Like, I do understand. Totally. And and it's like, why are you? Yeah. So just these people who have this idea of. And I'm not perfect. And I'm also exactly. trying my best to just stand up for what I can and yeah. learn as I go. So exactly. So I, um, I was, uh, I'm still quite, quite, um, I've still got a bit of trauma. I'm still hurt from yeah. this whole, whole situation. And, um, and so I had, I had these men reject like rejections from, um, sexual companions. Then I had uh, this share house situation and it also just come out of a work environment that was extremely toxic to me, um, with like absolute bullying. Oh, you just went through like one of those like cyclical life changes. I really did. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it like the start of this year was so hard and uh and so but now um i've i've come through and it's quite strange i'm having i'm meeting all these lovely people and lovely people lovely people are contacting us (laughs) and um and i am having all of these like sexually exciting romantic romantic uh, i'm having some romance who's giving you romance that doesn't exist in berlin does. I, but very rarely. It's okay. Maybe I went too far with the romance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, I'm also, you know, I'm having situations where I can feel a bit romantic or, you know what, maybe romantic. Yeah, like a little bit, you know, just like that kind of intimate, you know, cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, stick yeah. with romantic. Let's go with romantic. Why yeah. not? I encourage people to be more romantic. But I'm having all of these things and it's the weirdest thing. It's like for the first time in my life, I'm not. Uh, in my head about any of these people like when these people when I see them you know there's I've, I've, I'm having a you know there's a few people in my environment and I'm not like oh, 
you know, which, who, who should I, and does he feel the same as me? And is he going to text me? Like, I'm not, it's just not in my, none of, yeah. it's not occupying any, and it's not that That's I've become good. heartless. It's just, I am, it's weird. It's, I just yeah. feel super light about everything and accepting and I'm just going it's with it. It's the law of detachment. Good for you. I mean, that's the best way to go about it. I've noticed that when I'm detached, I get treat, treated better. Yeah. And when I care, they ghost me. Well, the And then they tell me I'm too much. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not too much. I am just the right amount of me. Absolutely. I and don't let anyone right tell you you're too much. And you know what? You're too little. Yeah, or it's just like you don't deserve this much. Yeah, if you can, if you think I'm too much, how about you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, and ghost, or or just say, hey, I, like I, I can't, I can't do I this. Can't do I can't, this. I can't do this. You Which know? most German men will say to you if you're a Latina. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been, I've said that to a few people recently. <clears throat> um, I mean, I can tell I, there mm. are people that are too much for me. Yeah, but I don't tell them that they're too much. No, I, I say I can't do this. Yes, I focus the mm. responsibility mm. on myself i cannot Absolutely. handle this i don't have the space for you right now i don't yeah. have the capacity to yeah. deal with this i am not i am overwhelmed i yes. uh, it's all about me you've got to turn it it's about it's, you i can't change that person Absolutely. and they are beautiful even if they're overwhelming yep. you know and and yeah. it's hurtful when people who lead you on mm -hmm. and you know like enjoy all of your sexual pleasures and mm -hmm. all your energy and all that healing power that we mm -hmm. have and that oh, i'll make you laugh when you're down and all that crap yeah. and you know i'll sit on your face when you're sad all that <laughs> stuff but then and then you turn around and you tell me that i'm too much yeah, bitch no. you were just worshiping my asshole yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is what everyone should be doing i i yeah <laughs> i uh i don't know so basically like I, I think that it's really important. Like, I don't agree with ghosting. Like, sometimes it happens unintentionally that you just like, whoop. But it's not like, uh, it's not like a full, like, I'll always go back to someone and be like, hey, I'm like, I've been really busy. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't I have the capacity it. for I want, you now. If you ghost I, me, I'm I probably going to like break your window. I'm, and I'm not <laughs> saying that this is, con this is bad behavior, but I cannot deal with it. Hmm. I cannot psychologically deal with it. I can deal hmm. with a breakup much better. I can yeah. deal with that like full explosion of emotions and like why much better and then like just release and like but I, I ghosting I'm like how do you share two years of, of, of a life with somebody and mm -hmm. intimacy and stories and family and then just never speak to them again I mean you have to be there's two people in my life that mm -hmm. I never spoke to again mm -hmm. by choice and they one I had a miscarriage with and I spiraled into massive depression mm -hmm. and you know like it was just really bad and mm -hmm. I can understand why that. And the mm -hmm. other one was a very abusive older man that I mm -hmm. dated who was psychologically abusive. And I can also understand why. Yeah. That, that the full on ghost goodbye. Yeah. And then there's friendships. Like I have female mm -hmm. friends that mm -hmm. ghost me. Mm -hmm. And I'm so confused by it because I'm like, mm -hmm. wait a second. You've professed love to me as a friend, as a lover, as this. And then... I didn't reciprocate exactly how you wanted, or I expressed a boundary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they weren't able to accept that boundary. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a boundary like, oh, like I said, boundaries shift. Today, yeah. my, my, my personal world is small and tomorrow it might be big. And like, yeah. today I don't want to be touched. And the other day I went down on you, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just weird to me where it's like, so now you don't speak to me at all, ever? 
Yeah, I I definitely um, I don't like the term burn bridges because there's something vindictive in that. But I definitely like shut doors. I'll burn bridges, but I'll make <laughs> yeah, it. You burn bridges, but I'll make it obvious that I'm burning the bridge. Like I'm, I'm also a forgiving person, and I learn mm-hmm. from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. So like I will like I've burned many bridges, and and I think I needed to do that for myself. Yeah, but that's not ghosting. That's like a no. clear like. Fuck you. I'm, yeah. you, you know, you don't talk to me this way. Fuck you. Yeah. And it's usually has to do a lot with like men who try to manipulate my image or mm-hmm. what I'm doing or mm-hmm. take advantage of me mm-hmm. as a performer mm-hmm. and use it. And then yeah. they try to turn it around on me like, oh, but blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, fuck you. Mm. I'm out. Yeah. I think I'm just like reflecting on my own, um, yeah, burning bridges or closing doors or whatever. Like there, there are friendships where I'm just like, I, yeah, I, no, I wouldn't call it ghosting though. I just say like something happened. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. I just like, if they try and reach out to me, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy. Like, let's catch up another time. And then that. I find that funny because I find it like, it's like, I, recently approached somebody and I was like, Hey, you know, like we were really close. And then all of a sudden you're, you've really changed on me mm-hmm. now. I just like, when I was last time drunk, did I say something mm-hmm, that I'm not mm-hmm. aware of? Because mm-hmm. one, I, I can see that our relationship has shifted and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I can accept that. Yeah. But what I don't accept is that I don't know how or why. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. can't learn from that. Or I can't own up to it and be like, yeah, bitch, I said that and I meant it. Yeah, yeah. Either one. I want, I would like to be able to constantly grow from my mistakes yeah. or really own them. Just yeah. be like, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't talk to me anymore. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I, there's only one. For, yeah, I'm trying to, I think most things just like naturally fizzle it's, or it's like you set a boundary and then they don't want to But it's funny too, it. like when you ask these people what, mm. what you did wrong or like what triggered mm-hmm. their change, most of the time they don't want to have a talk about it at all. Yeah, yeah. And they can't even remember what it was because it was so long ago. Yeah. And then they change their attitude and they're like... Thinking back and they're like, oh, no, we're fine now. And you're like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Friendship breakdowns and relationship breakdowns. But I don't know. 